Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious this week. In the red corner, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's shit tons of birds with one thing on their devilishly intelligent minds. Murder. The town of Bodega Bay becomes ground zero for an avian assault of terrifying proportions. From 1963, it's Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. While in the blue corner, M. Night Shyamalan reckons he can go one better than evil birds. With what, I hear you ask? evil plants if only someone could literally reason with them welcome to the party mark Wahlberg. it's time to drink down a huge pint of what the hell is happening as from 2008 it is the happening melanie i want you to go as quietly as possible do not make a sound until i tell you to run then run as quickly as you can now does everybody understand All right, John, you lead the way. Were we supposed to stop here? What's going on? You can't just leave us here. Sir, we lost contact. With whom? Everyone. There appears to be an event happening. So it's a nature turns nasty double bill this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Clash Potters. Don't they ever stop my grating? I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. Yeah, welcome then to part one of the Birds versus the Happening. Woo! 
what a pair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots to say. Lots to say. Yeah. Opi- yeah. Opinions, right? Opinions. Yep. That's what this show's based on. It is. Sometimes too much, but there you go. <laughs> uh, so if you are new to the show, this is how it works. We'll be doing The Birds today and they're happening on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. So the clue V gave on last week's show was... Let nature take its course of evil. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks. Chris followed that up on Twitter with something I don't remember us recording, which means I should not drink wine in the pub. Sure, but I did run it by you before I posted it. I, I don't remember. Message that said, "Is this postable?" And you said, "Yeah, fine." <laughs> um, it was me singing. It was me singing "Coming in the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins. Was it <laughs> out of tune? I, I filmed it, did I? Yep. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Do you not remember either? I, so the thing is, I don't remember that, but. You sent us a thing of it on the thing, on the yeah. phones. and said, is, is this okay to post? Because obviously we've had issues in the past when I, <laughs> I beat Alex at an arm wrestle, <laughs> put it on the Twitter. And that's got gone to, now. Got yeah. told to take it down. <laughs> it wasn't because you beat me. It's because you know, just <laughs> how hammered <laughs> I looked. Whatever. And in this one, I don't know. Well, it's random. <laughs> You're barely in it, though, luckily. I'm, so, I'm sort of stroking, you are, stroking give me your arm, face. Give, give my arm a little kiss. Yeah, it's very strange, very strange. Uh, if only the night had ended there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, you were wise. You were mm. wise. Uh, I you, you were wine. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up on my bathroom floor, which was new. Uh, so there you go. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, now, your guesses were called and attacked on our Twitter, where we are at ClashPod, also on Instagram and TikTok. At ClashPod, we're not yet on threads because Jesus, who has the time? <laughs> Genuinely, I'm, we need to talk about this at some point. I, don't, I haven't got the time I for thread says as well. I, just, I can't. I just, okay. just wait for it to go away. <laughs> That's, That's what I, I, I'm, I'm on it personally, but I've not posted there. Mm. I'm just hoping it will disappear in mm. six months. It might. Yeah. All right. If you are in the business for a little extra clash, do check out our YouTube channel, the Clash of the Tiles YouTube channel for some visual clash. Uh, it's very nice. And please do subscribe while you're there and help us grow the pod. So guess wise, congrats to who got it right. Ian Robson and Gemma Page. But our winner this week and a natural winner at that with the first correct guess, Rich Cracknell. Well done, Rich Cracknell. Your prize is to look after the Clash of the Titles chickens for a week. But, Rich, you have to know, there's something wrong with them. (laughs) They won't eat. They're they're not sick. (laughs) They just won't eat. Good luck. Right, connection section. Nature attacking! Yes. Yeah. Uh, Trying to outrun the outrunnable birds and the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh, Asking the man, what do we do? Like, oh, I, I've written women are useless. Yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> useless. I don't mind it in the birds because obviously it's the sixties and things were different. And I think I assume it's a pastiche or a, a whatever a leaning into. But when I've forgotten it, Alma is like Elliot. What do we do? And it's like, why would he fucking? Why would know? he know? It's Mark Wahlberg. Why would he know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll do it on Thursday. But I, 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 they must know the joke when they go. One of the first signs is confused speech. And you're like, <laughs> so Mark Wahlberg's got it then. Yeah, he's, he's had it all, he's all movie. He's he, had it, he had it before it started. <laughs> uh, so I've got... Hear, hear me out. Good domesticated flora and fauna versus evil wild flora and fauna. The good caged lovebirds, right? They're at home versus evil killer birds in the sky. Yeah. Also evil plants in the open and good domesticated plants in the home because plastic plants are domesticated plants. For fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> exposition on the news. Yes. My God, Knight uses that a lot, I'm realising. The more films we do of his... You start to wonder, don't He doesn't you? see a radio or a TV he can't use. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is it not... We're doing The Happening on Thursday. Is, it not, is he not 
Is it not all like him parodying himself by this point, though? Yeah, it's, a bi- would... it's a big part of Cabin in the Woods. And that would oh, be God, true. Or whatever that's called. Uh, the Cabin. The yeah. ca- what? Is it... Knock in the wood. Knock, Knock in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Knock the wood. Say, say what you see. Knocking on wood. What's Mr. Chips doing? <laughs> it would be him referring to himself if, he, if he'd invented it. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, sure. Uh, they both have very big uh, diner sequences where everyone's trying to work out what the hell's going on. Mm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, don't go near the window. My favourite bit of the happening when that woman's on the phone to her daughter and she's like, darling, go to the window by the tree. <laughs> no one talks about windows like that. Which, win- which of the many windows, mother? The one by the tree. So this, this, this is the woman who is on the phone to her daughter and yeah. Mark Wahlberg's going, what's she saying? Yeah. What's going on? Ask her this. <laughs> Tell yeah. tell me now. And for the, her parting where she's like, I'll just give the phone to a stranger at this point. <laughs> Keep your powder dry, everyone. <laughs> Lots to say about that scene. That's all sure. mine, anyway. Sure. Any more for any more? No. Great, then. So, let's get into this. On Thursday, I don't know if I've told you, but Chris is a happening guy. Which means today, I'm hanging out with loads of birds. <laughs> Let me take you on a journey. Melanie is a member of 1960s Jackass. She loves a prank. She also loves Mitch, a lawyer who may or may not want to buy some lovebirds, but does want to waste 15 minutes pretending to buy some to make fun of Melanie, who is also pretending to work in a shop. Let's call that a draw. Anyway, Melanie likes him because he's a dick to her, which actually is a thing. So, ask a lot of people where he lives and they just tell her. No questions asked. So, Melanie turns up at his house and meets his mum, Lydia, who decided to have two kids 50 years apart. (laughs) (laughs) Just as you're being... (laughs) And she's the same age as her son. (laughs) Just as you're beginning to wonder, are there actually going to be any birds in this? Because Melanie is a Spoiled brat with way too much time on her hands. And you know what? Just fuck her. Birds attack. There's a climbing frame scene from The Simpsons. Mitch's old flame gets killed because she's all like, I came here to be close to Mitch. The birds blow up a fucking petrol station. The end. (laughs) Amazing. Bashmaners, for your consideration. The Birds. Uh, so, individual histories with this particular film that we're doing today, Vicky. I know exactly when. I've seen it once before. I know exactly when it was. It was 2007 at home uh, because in 2007, October, Halloween, I dressed up like Tippi Hedren uh, from oh. The Birds and I have one photograph to prove that. Mark Parsons VHS? Uh, yes, I think yeah, so. Course. Yeah, of I course. think it was. Uh, so there we go. Mm. One time only. You just made me remember something. What? I went to Jason Birch's house dressed as the birds. Did you? <laughs> I mean, listeners won't get this, this conversation that Alex and I just had, but he just met Birch. Anyway, so I did that. Me, so me and this girl I met in LA, we did the full thing. She did it as well. Yeah. It was very exciting. It is exciting. Attaching, you just, you, well, I dressed in a smart sort of 60s style suit, hmm. covered myself in sort of blood and then attached birds to me. That's actually good. I like that. <laughs> and so did she. Did you have any birds around you as Tippy Hedron? I had a green thing on, green outfit, and then I had a headband and I made little blackbirds out of, I think, out of loo roll and something else and painted. Very crafty, very homemade, mm. though, and put them on my head. Mm. And that was it. Was it as good as cheese and pineapple on a cocktail stick? <laughs> Is that when I was a prawn cocktail? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I was prawn cocktail. Right. No, it wasn't as good as prawn cocktail. No, nothing beats that. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, um, I reckon I saw this when I was about 13 or 14, the summer I decided to watch all of Alfred Hitchcock's films. Mm. Um, classic, classic, <laughs> classic Chris Summer. What is, the perfect summer, some would say. Things were never the same what, after that why, summer. Why don't you go outdoors, Chris? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've got work to do. I've finished the Alan Partridge audio book in the attic, so I'm coming down now. Put um, on the birds. But my main memory of this really is a few years later, uh, Disney World, uh, my best friend seeing the Hitchcock 3D film that they had there and the 3D birds frightening him so much he was actually traumatised and couldn't go near birds for year. we, years. We, we were at a university that had lots of birds on campus and sometimes you'd have to, you'd have to walk a completely different direction to the rest of us because you couldn't go near them. So this film fucked up a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, hey! Did you just hear that? Same story, uh, Claxon, but I think I must have mentioned this when I went on a date with a girl to London Zoo and she said she was terrified of birds and I led her into the aviary without telling her what was in the aviary. Yeah. Because uh, I thought, this will either be hilarious or it'll cure her. She'll have faced her fear. Uh-uh. Neither of those things. One of the zookeepers had to come and guide her out uh, very, very slowly once she realised she was <laughs> surrounded by birds. By her worst fear. Mm. Serves you right for taking a woman to an owl sanctuary. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Good. He can always bring it back to Partridge. Uh, right, mine then. Uh, so it, uh, I watched it once when I was about nine because uh, I, I thought this is going to be Jaws with birds mm. and I was very keen on this idea. I think at about nine or ten I was too young for this movie and there was not enough bird action mm. or death, especially for the first two hours that <laughs> I was quite disappointed by this movie. Uh, so I was looking forward to seeing it this time. Looking forward to seeing it as an adult man. Good. Mm. Right then, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Based on a 1952 short story by Daphne du Maurier, who, uh, believe it or not, which, believe it or not, I've actually read. Have you? I've I, read. I believe it because you told me last week, but mm. you told me you couldn't remember much. Did you reread it for this? Yes. <laughs> Is it good? You said you might. I did. Did you? It's very good. It's yeah. actually... <laughs> I think it's better than the film, yeah. so uh, I would recommend seeking it out. And the rules are better in it. So basically, uh, it, there's a really scary moment where this farmer um, sees the sea. They live on the coast, set in the corn, set on the coast in the UK, and um, he see, looks out at the sea and he thinks he can see all the white caps of the waves, but it's the tens of thousands of gulls just sitting on the ocean. And so the gulls only attack when the tide is in because they're nearer land, and when the tide goes out you can then go about your business and try and avoid being attacked by birds. So it's a good rule system, which yeah. I think would have been great in this, as opposed to this arbitrary, they have a rest between attacks. <laughs> I, I think that's what's happening here. It's just Hitchcock's one of those arseholes who's decided to remove that so that mm. it's, there's more ambiguity there. But the fact that they're disappearing and coming back and they're near water makes me think he's retained that. He just doesn't want the audience to have that information. Why? It's a cool bit of information. Sometimes he was just amb- a bit like that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get into what this movie's actually about. Yeah, at some right. Point. <laughs> if it is indeed about anything, or if he's just like it's a not bit obsessed with someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to see blonde ladies looking scared. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, the whole theme of the original uh, story, though, it's um, it's about how uh, the government couldn't protect its citizens in World War Two from German air raids, and uh, the birds are the equivalent of the Luftwaffe. Oh. So that is what the original story is based on. And doing my research, I I didn't read the story, to be fair, but is it? do they not have in common the fact that the man is very capable and the wife is completely useless? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, It feels like Hitch has retained that here. (laughs) 
so Alfred Hitchcock reads The Birds, uh, becomes aware of uh, the events uh, as well as that. In, a 19, in 1961, he becomes aware of some events in a seaside California town called Capitola, uh, which uh, inspired uh, the movie along with the original text. It's where seagulls, hordes of seagulls, uh, started dive-bombing people's homes, crashing into cars and spewing half-digested anchovies onto the lawns. Uh, and no one knew why. And that was like you last Tuesday night, wasn't it? Well, it was like me last <laughs> Tuesday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so no one knew why, and then the same event happened 30 years later. Ooh. But science now, uh, <laughs> toxic algae was why they were doing it. Uh, okay. But they didn't know that in 1960s, so they thought it was evil birds. <laughs> So he gets Evan Hunter to write him a script. So Evan Hunter was a crime novelist uh, who, interestingly enough, also allegedly wrote a series of 90 pornographic novels under a pseudonym. But he never admitted to it. Okay. Mm. So uh, he'd worked on Alfred Hitchcock Presents, the TV show. So he started working on this script. Him and Hitchcock develop a story. They suggest foundations of townspeople having a guilty secret to hide. And that's why, not in it. (laughs) Not in it either. (laughs) Um, I saw an interview with him where he just said that Hitch told him to chuck everything out. Mm. And pitch whatever he wanted, and he said, "I pitched a screwball comedy that turns into a horror film," which he liked. Hitchcock yeah. liked that. Yeah, he he thought that was a great way of building suspense, and people knew it was going to be about bird attacks. But by having this screwball comedy, it sort of offset people's uh, preparation for it. But I hadn't realised till I watched this time just how similar that structure is, like Psycho, where you've got an hour of your following a story about someone trying to give someone a gift that's mm. really completely irrelevant to mm. what the next hour is going to be, but it sort of lulls you into this false sense of security that you think you're going down one track. It's so similar. And there's even scenes, you know, that like the, the shot going up the stairs, the, st- the shot above the phone box. He, w- he was pulling a lot of the same tricks he did in Psycho. Are we saying he wasn't very good? What Just, a hack. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it ain't broke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his big thing was... He knew people would know the birds were going to attack, but they didn't know when. Yeah. They didn't know when. So that was going to be the big surprise. And weirdly, that is the one scene I remember from watching it age nine when it hits her on the head as she's chug-chugging back to meet Mitch. Really? Embarrassing her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. None the of the others. Scene. That's the one scene. I was like, oh. You don't remember the end? No. No? Okay. Or, the, or the, the other bits. No. <laughs> the kids. No. I, the climbing frame. I think I was more caught up in just how embarrassing that would be in that moment where you've done all that. You've yeah. found him. You've delivered a gift and then he's finally there and you're going, <laughs> and then, oh, fuck, my head's bleeding. You know, like when you sort of walk in towards someone you fancy and you sort of walk into something it's the equivalent it yep. is yeah uh, so what evan hunter didn't like was uh, after he gave uh, hitch the script uh, hitchcock then went around and asked loads of other people what they thought and they all went well we like this we don't like this including some of the cast he went back to evan hunter and went change all this because these other people who aren't writers have told me they don't like it and so he wasn't a fan of that in the end um hunter said hitchcock cut the last 10 pages of the script that he had written. And I will tell you what happened in the original ending at the end. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll do that at the end. And I'll also talk about bird, the birds too, Land's End. Okay. At the end. <laughs> uh, sadly, not set in Land's End. Uh, and I'll also tell you about the planned Naomi Watts remake at the end. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Birdemic. You've seen Birdemic? No, I haven't seen Birdemic. Okay. You can tell me about that. Uh, there's a lot of detail. I'm not going to go into it. There's so much detail. I, let's just say 
The effects were absolutely amazing for the time yes. in this movie. If you would like to read about that, it gets into great technical detail very, very quickly. They lose, use loads of real birds, loads of mechanical birds, and special techniques. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'll end with Daphne de Bonnier disliked the film uh, because Hitchcock changed the location from a farm in England to a sleepy beach community in Northern California. She wasn't a fan of that. Uh, mixed reviews at the time, but has gone on to become regarded as a classic. <laughs> and uh, just for you, V, yeah. uh, currently has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome, to, to, welcome to a new feature, <laughs> <laughs> just to annoy Vicky. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. 93%. He must have been what, through. What did that... What did the that, Washington, Washington Cardinal... <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Mm. Uh, it was also ranked number 29 in 2021 in Time Out's list of the 100 best horror movies. Great. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> Time Out? feel weirdly ambivalent about right, that one. Fine. Uh, right, then, let's talk about this movie. So, we meet Melanie Tippy Hedrum, uh, as you will have seen at the start, introducing mm. Tippy in inverted commas, Hedrum. It's like... <laughs> So she's not called Tippy. That's what Hitchcock insisted she do that. Right. He, he made her lie about her age mm. and he told her that it would be more mysterious if she put inverted commas around her first name. She dropped it pretty soon after. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've heard, he's quite a controlling man. Yeah. Because this wasn't written for her, was it? This was the screenwriter said he literally wrote it for Grace Kelly yeah. and Cary Grant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but what did Hitch said? Grace is busy being a princess somewhere and I don't want to give Cary Grant. 50% of the movie. <laughs> That's what he told the screenwriter. He said, the stars are the birds and the stars are me. So she had that experience where she was doing commercials mm. or had done a commercial and he sent for her. He was like, get me that girl. Yeah. And so he sent for her but she didn't Which, meet in the first... Just like how Michael Caine got his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Saw an advert, literally sent for her. Yeah, gross. And then, but you know, I suppose half of the course back then and then she signs up and then she meets him and these are not her exact words, but it's a, the feeling is, you know, then they were just in increasingly, like, um, sorry, decreasingly sort of smaller rooms every time she saw him. <laughs> and then she's like, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? Like, like the crystal maze. <laughs> yes. It's just, you know, no regard for personal space. I mean, she's gone further than that. I mean, mm. she says that he was uh, he was very inappropriate with her. It's quite confused. Once you get into it, there's various stories. Some say he was inappropriate on the birds, including Rod Taylor, uh, her co-star, and some of the crew. They described his behaviour as obsessive. Mm. And then she spurned his advances. But uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's the suggestion that... She was actually injured in a couple of stunts with the birds later on, and there's the suggestion that he it deliberately injured her yeah. on set because he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but then it definitely uh, was. She says it was. It became sexual assault on the set of Marnie, mm -hmm. which uh, she worked with him on. After this, uh, so. Hedron is Melanie Daniels. She gets wolf whistled. She likes it. She sees loads of gulls. There must be a storm at sea. Uh, she knows a lot about how seabirds work yeah, already. Yeah. Um, she heads into a pet store. Did you see Alfred Hitchcock walking out? I didn't. Okay. There I did. Yeah. I did. He's unmissable. <laughs> Sorry. He, you can't really. I'm surprised you didn't see him because he grabs for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's got the most famous silhouette ever. I know. I, know. I must have blinked. I apologise. His, his dogs. Mm -hmm. His dogs, apparently. Yes. Are they really his yeah. dogs? Yes. I saw I read somewhere. Uh, She's buying a minor bird, but looks pretty pissed that she has to teach it to talk. <laughs> 
then she wants it delivered. My main takeaway from this scene is the woman who owns this pet store will do everything in her power not to have to deliver this minor bird. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I'm meant to be taking away, but she really goes, can you not just wait? It'll be here at three. Uh, so this is where we get this screwball comedy setup that's going to lull us into this false sense of security and make the horror later even more horrific. As she pretends to work there for hot Mitch Brenner, Rod Taylor. Um, he wants some lovebirds for his 11-year-old sister, uh, Rod Taylor being 72 at this point. <laughs> um, uh, he's specific. He's older than his mum. <laughs> yeah. His mum's the same age as Melanie Daniels, more or less. Like, no, they could have gone to school together. That's what I think. <laughs> but... Um, he wants a. Uh, I don't know how people shop for birds. I've never heard this. I've never shopped for a bird. Ever owned birds? I have not. I'm quite scared of fluttery things. So a little uh, bird, I'm mm. not. I mean, I can. I mean, a little bird is like a big moth. Yes, a hundred percent. Hummingbirds, they're not cute. Horrendous. People are like, oh, some were graceful or something. Some, but oh, some, something's all tiny, be so powerful. <laughs> they, yeah. they go back In and your forwards. fucking eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Sparrows, yeah. no. Starlings, no. Yeah, but if anyone, uh, if anyone could let us know when you do shop for birds. Birds. It's something that you look for is how aloof a bird is because uh, he wants some lovebirds, but that aren't too aloof. Uh, specifically. No, he means he doesn't want them to shag or something. Is that what he means? He uses the word aloof. Yeah, he says I don't want them, the birds, to be at it, but I want them to be friendly. Mm. <laughs> is what I took from it. Right. Because it's not appropriate for his... How old is his sister meant to be? Uh, 25? Is <laughs> 11. Is she 11 or does he say... Sorry, just to be... He says she's 11 years younger than... But I missed it. No, it's her 11th birthday. She's oh celebrating God, her 11th birthday. Is. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, he just doesn't want... She's his... not 11 years younger than him. Look at I, her. I was very confused. The casting is bananas. <laughs> I mean, on the, but on, one, on the one hand, it is sort of kind of interesting because you never... I mean, I, all, all my years of watching films, I don't think I've ever seen that that kind of family dynamic. It's just sexism. It's just you, Jessica Tandy, you'll do. You're great, by the way, but you can definitely be the mum. Oh, don't worry about Rod. No, it's fine. I mean, she, no, but she could physically be the mum. I think she's 17 years older than him. Yes. But what I mean is you rarely see a, a sister, a younger sister, yeah. who is so much younger yeah. than her older brother. She's a mistake. Right. Yeah. Do you think? No. I don't know. No, no, a little afterthought. What? Did Frank know he was dying? <laughs> like, like, sort of parting gift? Like a, leave, a leaving present? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, so it turns out Mitch loves a gag as well and knew she didn't work there because he prosecuted Tippy Knoxville in court for one of her jackass stunts which broke a plate glass window. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so odd. I've not really, you don't sort of think about people being merry pranksters. Uh, yeah. in Is it in the book, though? I, I, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I just, no, no, yeah, no. I don't know. I think it's a good character. No, weirdly, like like you said, you don't see it very often, yeah. and it has to be there. Otherwise, everything she does for the next forty five minutes is illegal. But when you got, she's a prankster, <laughs> then it's fine. Sure, sure. Um, it, it makes her not particularly likable for quite a large stretch yeah. of the movie, which I think again is good it's and good, interesting yeah. because by the end we do feel something. Definitely, for her. yeah. She's not the you know she's she's <clears> the sort of rich ingenue, annoying, spoiled girl. The whole thing about jumping in the fountains in Rome or yeah. Paris or whatever it is. Yeah. And then by the end you do you are rooting for it. It's yeah. a it's a good choice. Mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's going to be the let's talk about the themes of this movie moment. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a songbird. Here's the first theme we'll talk okay. about. It's um, suggested that because 
the characters are so unlikable. You know, Tippy is basically a sort of bored socialite rich girl who pulls pranks on people. Mitch is full of his own self-satisfaction and kind of knows he's a good-looking guy and plays on that. Mm. Lydia is sort of like mm. a little bit controlling and a bit of a misery guts. You've got uh, poor Annie, who is a bit drippy and whiny and has followed Mitch there to sort of just be around him. So you've got no characters that you're really like, oh, I root for them. So... One idea is that you are on the side of the birds. Wow. You are basically so anti these people. You're like, yeah, all right, let's see them killed by these avian fools. Okay. That's one theme. Maybe so. I mean, I think that does happen in The Happening. Mm. 100%. You know, you want you want um, all of those people to die. <laughs> That's so uh, true. Particularly... Even the kid a bit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but by the end of this film, I guess they've turned it round. Whereas, obviously, in The Happening, they very much don't. Right, well, she decides she likes Mitch because he's just read the game. And, uh, <laughs> he definitely has. <laughs> Hardcore negging. Real. That's all he's doing. He's just negging her. as uh, so she goes about tracking him down, which involves one phone call. <laughs> it's the old times, though. Yeah, one phone call. And just to bring it sort of up to date, we saw a very similar thing in About Time, which was when, 2000 and, I'm going to say eight, early aughts, mm. and he goes to track two people down and he only doesn't get what he wants because they paid in cash or something. It's like, it was normal. You just went after people. Sure. I don't know when it stopped. Yeah. When it became on, tricky. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, morally, I think. It's morals rather than anything yeah. else. It's, it's Behaviour is adapted. It still probably isn't that tricky. No, you're right. We it's, just don't do it. it. Just doesn't, don't do it because you get in trouble now. <laughs> doesn't all the stalking happen online now? I think so, mm. yeah. So. I have no idea. I mean, it's, I, I presume it's horrible out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Is that why you're not on it? Because I don't want to be stalked. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's in the mix, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then, Melanie goes to Mitch's apartment. Uh, this, this is patience testing. So she goes to Mitch's apartment. Mitch is away. I don't know that you need this. No. Just let's get to Bodega Bay. Yep. But sure, uh, I, I, I want it still there because that man is fantastic. <laughs> uh, that man and his fantastic moustache, he's wonderful. <laughs> he looks like he's going to be a problem and then he walks and then he looks a bit suspicious and then he warms again. You're like, you are a conundrum. But people can be more than one thing. Really and this can. man is six things in about three minutes. So I'm a big fan of this guy. Uh, so she's driving off to Bodega Bay. Uh, welcome to one of the best scenes in the movie. What, the carpet in the car? No, love the, that. But the lovebird's <laughs> leaning as it goes around corners. I I'm just that. like, that is ingenious. Yeah. Now that's screwball comedy. That's yeah. fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so funny. I rewound it to watch it again. I was just like, <laughs> did I make that up? Do they do that? Did he pull them on a bit of string? Like, do woodland lovebird lean into the corner? Great question. On a you bit don't of like, own fishing birds? wire. I've no. never owned birds. Chris owned a bird? Um, no, but I'm imagining... Yes. yes. Okay. Let's say yes. <laughs> All right. Science corner. Yep. <laughs> it's a yes. Uh, so, uh, show don't tell. She likes to live dangerously because she's throwing that car around those bends. Mm -hmm. I guess she is, mm. yeah. Uh, now, she's looking She's looking for a, a kid's name as well. This shopkeeper, she's like, where's Mitch? Where is Mitch? He's like, he's over there. <laughs> he's at that, that particular house. What's his, what's his sister's name? Alice. Uh, he gets that wrong, but he's, he's giving it a go. No one wants to protect Mitch because Mitch <laughs> is a dick and everyone in Bodega Bay kind of hates him <laughs> apart from Annie. So people are like, it could be a bomb in that box. Go see Mitch. <laughs> All uh, right, school teacher. 
Annie Hayworth, uh, I mean, from the start, she obviously has a crush on Mitch. I said it's a real shame because I think the way she, the way it, the actress, I don't, I can't remember her name, sorry. Susan Plachette. She's really, she's not that person, is she? She isn't drippy, I don't think. There's something in her, in her face, in the way she carries herself. Mm. This sort of, she seems quite comfortable with the life she's got. And when she's forced to say these lines, which is, I just followed him, I just wanted to be near him. And it's like, oh, I don't see that for you. Like, I was projecting a lot, but I thought, you've got quite a nice setup. That job's probably like piss easy. She's got a lot of brand. It seems okay. Yeah. Nice young lady comes to her door. Please stay the night. Mm. I just thought it seemed like a nice setup, and I was sad when she got killed for it. Yeah, well, someone has to be punished. Um, yeah. And she's punished. Why is she punished? Why are we 96? She's single. Burn the witch. Right. That's it. Okay. Innocent people do get killed in Alfred Hitchcock films. Sure. Um, I want to ask you about Mitch, Vicky. Mm. Uh, does he have BDE? No. Because there's three women in this film that are madly in love with him, <laughs> you know, it's including his, one of them's his mother. There's one time when he almost does, and it's when he's he's been hammering nails and boarding up the windows, and he's wearing like workman's trousers, or he's yeah. thrown on a, a workman's belt. And then I was like, maybe I get it now. But prior to that and post that, I mean, not at all. So you've got literally two women stalking him. Yeah. <laughs> and then one woman who's his mother who wants to be more. Mm. It's like, who is this guy? I know. It's not him. He's not Cary Grant, is he? <laughs> we both it for Cary Grant that makes sense he's just too too smug he's really smug yeah and he calls his mum darling and maybe that's of, of its time but I found that super creepy yeah well no but I mean I guess we're getting to aren't we yeah, Hitch Cox I mean he's not he's not he's averse to making weird things yes he's not averse to doing weird things with mothers yes and you know there's a lot of weird stuff going on with the mum not just him calling her darling yeah so, we're going to meet Lydia, or Melanie is, quite soon. She's on a boat. She lets herself into Mitch's house. She leaves <laughs> the birds and a note for Cathy. Um, she, never met, she never met Cathy. Never met Cathy. No. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Mitch sees her leaving, jumps in his car, and as she's pulling back to shore, being all like, I'm so cool, bird, bang, smashes off her face. Gets her. Embarrassing. I've got that it's embarrassing because the next, like you say, you want to be like, hi, yeah. and drop the birds off. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm like a bird scratch my head. Exactly. I mean, getting out of a boat is never easy. So she's no. probably thinking about that. And didn't... because she's in the 60s, did you notice when she's rowing, she's like, fuck, it's the 60s. I've got to cross my fucking legs. <laughs> she probably just refused at that point that she's just, I still have a bit of power at the moment. Hitch, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, so uh, let's meet Mother Dearest, aka Lydia, played by Jessica Tandy. She does not like Melanie. She doesn't like anyone. <laughs> Jessica Tandy was fit. Yeah. I didn't know. She was, She's yeah. She's 50 here. She's beautiful. Yeah. Miss Daisy was a hottie. <laughs> Cocoon was a hottie. <laughs> All truth. Yep. Batteries not included was a hottie. <laughs> I'm, run, I'm running out. I know. It's okay. That's, I don't know anymore either. That's, uh, that's the Holy Trinity. Right there. Fried green tomatoes. Oh, yes, she is. Was a hottie. <sighs> that film screwed me up where Why? the guy gets his foot caught in the railway tracks yeah. and is pretending like it's a joke and then wham! Gets hit by a train. That's the only bit I remember. Yeah. I just read the poster. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mitch ignores the fact that his mum doesn't like her. Do you want to come around for dinner? Mitch? I get a sense he's used to it. <laughs> uh, so he invites, uh, invites uh, Mel around for dinner and she's like, Maybe. It's like, rude. She's rude. Uh, so she goes to stay at Annie's uh, and he sees a flock of birds. Don't they ever stop migrating? Said no one ever. Hmm. Migration, migration, let's learn about migration. True, they do stop. Mm. They, they only migrate once a year. You're a school teacher as well. 
you should know these what things. What are you telling the kids? Yeah. That they're that... permanently in motion? <laughs> no. Is, is that why Annie gets killed? Because you're stupid. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I knew there was going to be something. Uh, so uh, Melody decides to go to dinner uh, after the maybe. Uh, so she gets there. Uh, Mitch asks if she's hungry. Reasonably. <laughs> Well, it's just, if I went round to either of your houses for dinner and you said, are you hungry? You were cooking for me and I went, a bit. Uh, reason, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, really. So I ate on the way here. So. You, need, you, need a, you need a yet on the end of that sentence, don't you? Are you hungry yet? Exactly. It's just such a weird exchange. I'm reasonably hungry. Why? How much are you going to give me? How much has been cooked? Uh, but all is not well in the Brenner household. Something's Wrong with the chickens. <laughs> they won't eat. They won't eat. Mrs. Brenner is calling Fred about the feed. We can't hear Fred, but we're guessing he doesn't like being told his feed is bad <laughs> because we can hear Lydia going, no, they're not fussy chickens. Such a good line. Yeah. So Fred is clearly going, your chickens are fussy chickens. Yes. It's a man who sells feed to chickens <laughs> and um, you imagine knows a bit about chickens. He assumes they're fussy chickens, yep. which is an emotion a bird can express. <laughs> but it's important stuff because I guess we've got to remember that the first time you watch this, you are expecting an answer, a solution. We're going to find out what is going on. We never do. But the first time you're watching it, all this stuff is simple. Why aren't the chickens eating their feed? Mm. Yeah. Never going to find out. No, uh, but Fred has clearly said maybe they're sick because what Lydia says, they, they don't seem sick. Mm. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot put on chicken behaviour in this dialogue, because I'm sort of imagining, what does a fussy chicken look like? Does, what does a sick chicken look like? What does a happy like? chicken look like? I don't know. What does a content chicken look like? They always look slightly anxious. Panicked, yeah. yeah. I just, I wouldn't know, but they I'm never... sitting there listening oh, to this oh, phone call. Oh, what? Sorry, this is a weird... I didn't plan on saying this. I was once watching Countryfile. I am of the same mindset as you, which is chickens always look the same. They're not even really animals, kind of. They're just marching around, whatever. And then someone gave a chicken a wash, and it was their favourite chicken. And you know when someone, when you go to the hairdressers and they put the hot water on your head and they're washing your head, it's a no. normal. Oh God, sorry, sorry, Chris, sorry. That <laughs> Oof, was read the room. Sorry, sorry. All right, I'll carry on, but, but I am yeah. genuinely sorry. He was rubbing it in last week, wasn't he, with his new haircut? Fucking <laughs> hell! You're allowed to get your hair cut, okay? Right. So yep. the chicken. Someone poured hot water on the chicken to give it a shampoo, and it did this with its little chicken head. It looked up and it went. Mm. And I thought, that is honestly one of the mm. nicest things I've ever seen. What mm. a happy little chicken. And then from then on, I should have revised what I think about chickens. But it made the, oh, that's nice face. Oh, So nice. Oh, well, that's a, that's a beautiful sentiment, um, which leads nicely into uh, this next uh, conversation. Kathy starts talking about how her older brother, Mitch, is a lawyer. He has a client who shot his wife in the head six times because she changed the channel on the TV. Which merits no more discussion. That's it. They're like, well, nag. It's classic <laughs> screwball comedy. <laughs> well, in she his... changed the channel. They're like, oh, okay. All in, right. in the sense. director's head, that probably is <laughs> foreplay. Oh, yeah. Six times for yeah. changing the channel because he was watching a sports match. Yeah, be, yeah, but that's what warned. annoys me. That's she, he's her legal. He's someone's legal representation, so he shouldn't be saying that kind of thing anyway. Mm. But also, no one shoots anyone six times in the head because they've changed the channel. It's because we're in we're in the middle of a very toxic, abusive, horribly violent relationship. But when you go, she pushed him over the edge, Your Honor. She changed the channel, and all the other men go. That does sound annoying, to be fair. It's like, no, he's an abuser. But I just don't like Mitch giving that that lens. Even if it's a joke, he should be... The, the reason he shot her in the head six times because he's a murderous fuck or whatever. Yeah. But no, it's but it's of its time. That's I what guess. happens uh, when you have kids 70 years apart. 
they don't have the same hobbies and conversation. They don't have the same chat with each other. Poor Kathy, hmm. starved of love. <laughs> <laughs> I swear there's a scene where Lydia forgets her name. <laughs> She doesn't seem to know she has a daughter. And there's just that classic women being useless scene at the end where she's like, the birds are coming, so I'll just move you from one corner of the room to the next in a sort of whizzing around thing, but not do anything to protect my child. And on that parenting advice, we'll have a quick break. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, uh, Melanie, she's acting like she's not into me. She goes back uh, to Annie's and smashes down some brandy. Uh, <laughs> great. Sounds, that's fun. Doesn't it? So when you want to stay there, mm. I mean, Annie might be a bit sad after a while. Like it might, you know, it might get a bit much. But initially, for a one night stay, you could do a lot worse, I think. Yeah. Uh, she gives us the lowdown on Lydia. Lydia is afraid of being abandoned. That's why she doesn't want Mitch to meet a girl. Uh, Mitch calls the house, insists on Melanie coming to Kathy's party. Chapter 7 of the game. Uh, a seagull <laughs> crashes into the door. Probably lost its way in the dark, but it isn't dark. <laughs> There's a full moon. These guys. Oh, So uh, we get some more boring info on Melanie. Uh, where are the birds I, is what I'm thinking at this point. I'm getting a little bit annoyed. Mm. I won't lie. Why are we walking up a hill and pointing <laughs> without words? Yeah. <laughs> She's a travel guide, takes a course in semantics. She's putting a Korean boy through school. I'm assuming this is there to make us like Melanie yeah. a bit more. Yeah. I, I just, it does start to give her a bit of texture, I think. Yeah, but it's sort of, it's it, the needle's swung too far. It's like, look how worthy I am. Yeah. It's like, don't you just let someone, like, let's do that, but don't feel the need to tell people about it. Okay, yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, do I it do. for you. Yeah. Don't do it's, it to be able to go, drinking from a jug of gin in this scene? I thought it was white wine, but 
No, I it's because it's perfectly clear. And right. I was like, well, it could be a jug of water. That would make a lot of sense. But they're having it in very small glasses. And I was like, well, it's, it's a spirit. Um, that was what drew my eye. Mm. Uh, so we've learned that she does nice things. Now we've learned that her mother ditched her when she was 11 and ran off with a hotel man in the East. Um, so I guess sympathy. Uh, I guess it's making sense of her behaviour, though, a little bit, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, I mean, because her dad's like a big-time newspaper man, so I guess maybe she doesn't hadn't had, a, hadn't had a lot of love. No. So she's acting up and also, as an adult yeah, woman. Yeah, she's, she's a woman that's vulnerable to a lack of routine because she's so privileged. And when he's kind of messing around with her routine as facile or whatever as it might appear to him, mm. she's saying to him, this is important to me because when I was in Rome, it's quite easy to get lost. I, do, I can do anything I want. When you can do anything you want, it can be quite immobilising and hard to find a sense of purpose and all the rest of it. So she's kind of saying to him, you might think my Thursday class and whatever is bullshit, but it's important to me and I'm not just going to throw that away just because you think it's, uh, what's the word... Not important, mm. and I like that for her. And then when she she's really hard on herself about her mum, she's like she's like, oh my mother, now you understand. And then she says, oh, she sorts herself out. And she says, I'll go and join the other children. It's like, oh, you're not a child for thinking that. Like it's painful. Mm. But I just I liked this scene a bit long, but for her, I did like it. Yeah, but she's guilt tripping, Mitch. That's what she's doing. I'll go and join the other children because I'm saying that you've called me a child, basically. And I don't think he has. So oh, she... I thought she was just saying it about herself. It's all, it's all game she brain. read the game as you've well. You've been in a relationship for too long. Oh right, yeah. It's all game. I mean, that's a fact anyway. So that's fine. But sorry, what else are no, you going to say? I didn't mean it's too long as in end it. I mean, you've, I meant so long, not too long. Right, yeah. So oh, long. such a big difference. Yeah, yeah right. You're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It isn't, it isn't I'll, too long. I'll go down the other children. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right, uh, she never sees her mum because she doesn't know where she is. Blah, 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 blah. 53 minutes I've been waiting. <laughs> Fucking hell. Finally, some birds attack some shitty kids. Brilliant. <laughs> Take out some balloons, attack those la- nasty little brats. And don't oh. eat the buffet, which is the most terrifying thing of all. Mm. Those are seagulls. They love a snack. Well, they're attack gulls now, yeah. so they've got to stay slim. <laughs> they've got to be on it. Really aggressively pecking that little girl. Yeah, who's face down in the grass. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh, I love it. And I think the effects are really good here. Yep. The sound is terrifying. Yeah. From our friend Bernard Herman. Mm. Yes. Sound consultant. Sound Didn't design. do the score. Sound design is incredible on this. Incredible. Yeah. Actually, possibly one of the scariest things. Uh, so, yeah, the birds then come through the fireplace. There's a lot online about how they did this shot because it was very, very ahead of its time right. getting it to look like birds. Mm-hmm. They didn't just chuck a lot of sparrows down I the fireplace. I thought they did, actually. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but it's very, very cool. Uh, I will say at this stage, it, I would have been happy with a sparrow shitting on a cake. I was so <laughs> bored of people talking to each other. So this is called, great. Called character development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're not nice. I don't like them. Um, so... They're reported to the police. This is good. They're reported to the police, uh, but in classic, classic movie style, the authorities won't listen a full 12 years before the uh, mayor of Amity Island mm. would do exactly the same thing. Nice. I was like, lovely. That's great. Because Al, the cop, pff, birds just don't go around attacking people for no reason. Fact. <laughs> Unless, have you ever been to the Farn Islands? No. Where's that? It's off the East Coast. Um, of... The UK. Okay, I don't know. You're very well travelled. Well, I'd have specified if it was a different country. Where always assume that I mean off the coast of the UK, unless I go the east coast of somewhere else. Okay, I'll... I will do then. <laughs> Jesus, go join the other children. <laughs> so um... right, so east coast of the UK. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I used to be in the Young Ornithologist Club. I didn't know that. Oh, I did. I was in the YOC. <laughs> 
that, that's not that funny. It's quite cool to be a bird watcher when you. Like, no, it nine. is. It's just the. I don't. Sorry, of course. The I'm what? so sorry. You just took me by surprise because I actually didn't Why know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Or I knew and I forgot. It's before you joined the RSPB, you're in the YOC. <laughs> I didn't so. know any hmm. of this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you take a boat out to the Farne Islands and uh, you can go during breeding season. And when you're walking around, there's designated places where you walk, but all the turns there lay their eggs on the ground. And when you're walking around, they do dive bomb you. Well, they will do. Of course. Don't fuck with their eggs. Of course. I think people go because it's a bit like, it's, it's fun because you get to see them so up close. It's like paintball. But I did this genuinely see a, a bald man with blood, like from a huge gash on his head trickling yeah. down. A bit like Annie at the start, but yeah. he was bald. Yeah. Fabio on that roller coaster. The goose. Yeah. The goose hits him square in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's since claimed it hit a camera and a bit of the camera hit him. It wasn't the goose. Yeah, because you just don't want to be the guy who was hit by a goose on a roller coaster. <laughs> no one does. It's just it's the least of all Fabio. There's too many things in that. His name's Fabio. He's on a roller coaster. He gets hit by a goose on camera. Mm. It's it's just too much. It is too much. You never sort of escape that, as was proved just then. <laughs> oh my god, it's awful. I'm just showing a picture of Fabio's nose. His yeah. hair looks good though. Yeah, it does. Beautiful man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the goose clearly thought so. <laughs> yeah. What a bit of... <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Lydia goes to see Dan. <laughs> it was Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, this cup's broken. A gull is smashed through the window. Dan's dead! Yes, yeah, good. It's great. Scary as fuck. This is one of the best scenes. What's he dead of? Eyes. Well, I think they all sort of have like heart failure because it's too it's too panicky, and then they either pass out mm. and never come ra- scared to death, and then the birds peck out your eyes. I think Fine. is what I thought. No, I like it because otherwise you wouldn't, you couldn't, unless they nicked nicked an artery, you couldn't bleed to death. If you? you have your eyes pecked out, you, you might just die of shock. You might if you're alive while they're doing the eye pecking out. Yeah. If you're incapacitated for some other reason, maybe they've mm. severed a tendon and you've collapsed on the floor, you can't brush them away with your arms. Yeah. You've... And they've gone for your Achilles heel. Sorry about oh. that, Chris, but you can't move. So, you I know, know, I was stopped listening because I thought he was going there and Sorry. then you went there. Mm. Yeah. If you were alive as your eyes were being pecked out by birds, I think you would have a cardiac arrest. Yeah, some people would. But again, yeah. the fact there's no music here when That's she discovers so the body, yeah. it's like, it's, it, it's strange. It's a strange <laughs> sensation watching what? a film like but this. But she legs it and there's a man outside. Clearly yeah. Dan's friend. Do you think you'd say, the, <laughs> God, fuck me, there's something terrible in there. Be careful. There's, no, there's, a, sh- there's a lot of shock. There's yeah. a lot of trauma. There's a lot of PTSD in this film, actually. Yeah, yeah she runs silently out of the house. <laughs> silently <laughs> past, not a word. Silently past Dan's friend, <laughs> or, or work colleague at least. A partner? We don't know. We don't know. Doesn't say a fucking word. She's got to get to Mitch as quickly as possible. Because she knows they're boning. That's the thing. They're in her house. She's like, I'm just going to drop Kathy off. We've got 10 minutes. Do it. Yeah. They've definitely done it by the time she gets back. Because he kisses the back of her neck, yep. which you only do if you've already gone... <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, for sure. That's that's too sensual. That's a post-coital thing. I believe that, yes. Because they have a smooch afterwards, and if they were just doing that, you'd be like, oh, they're snatching a kiss. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that he sort of sidles oh, up behind yeah. her. Is like, Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, definitely it's done It's all it. there. Yeah, so uh, uh, Lydia's worried about Kathy at school. She wishes she was a stronger person. Uh, mm. She's in bed now, and she's telling Mel all about... Uh, Frank, <laughs> her late husband, who good stuff. Got she her husband. Understood. She, she's, a, she's a very good actress. <laughs> she is. You can feel her sadness. Yeah. We're getting a sense of who Lydia is now. Yeah. I mean, I do like the bit where she says she sometimes wakes up and still gets up to 
make Frank breakfast. I'm yeah. like, depends how far along you get with that breakfast before you realise he's dead. Because if you're like, if you're putting the plate on the table with some fried eggs and bacon on it, it's like, you need, you need help. I just thought, what a shame for that she was always the one who made breakfast. Frank never made her anything. That's that is, what it sounded like to I, me. Oh, yeah. I, I can yeah. see why you'd think that. I do, yeah. yeah. Also, actually, if you make breakfast, then you go, oh, he's dead. You've got breakfast. Two breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Win, win. Oh, she might not be even making her own breakfast. Yeah, she's just serving her man. Yeah. <laughs> but her, uh, Lydia and Melanie... She's read the game. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it ends. God, there's not a chapter, is there? Yeah. I'm like, once uh, you've got one, yeah. this is how they should act. <laughs> <laughs> the last chapter yeah. is what you can expect Taking now you've won. Taking care of your woman. <laughs> What to expect now you've won? Yeah. One of them is being made breakfast. Yeah, woman and... maintenance. Yeah. But wasn't Britney Spears one of his victims in it? <laughs> she is. She is. That's one of his claims to fame is that he, yeah. he hooked up with Britney Spears and then... By being mean to her. He doesn't call her his victim in it, by the way. Oh, does he not? No. I have no idea. Okay. So he reckons he, he got Britney... By being rude to her. Yeah, there's footage of him kissing the back of her neck, so everyone <laughs> believes it's real. Uh, fair enough, yeah. Mm. Literal peacocking. Uh, literal peacocking. Why literal? Not literal, because we're talking about the birds. Oh, God, yep, yep. Yes. Do- doesn't work. Tick. Doesn't work. Tick on brand. <laughs> uh, so, uh, now, uh, I, this is the... Here, here we go. So, I, I, am I missing something? So, I get these characters... Uh, by now, I just don't know why we're still finding out more and more information about their sad lives. I suppose to make you because feel we're starting to care about yeah, them. Gutted about what happens because we them. thought they were all dicks they half are an hour ago. Dicks just because they're just because you verbalise your misery doesn't make you any less a dick. No, um, but we're watching we're watching Lydia change and we're watching Melanie change. Melanie's looking after Lydia and Lydia's thawing out with Melanie. Like I you're think s- Melanie's thinking, "Oh fuck this!" Uh, I, like, sh- I came for one shag, which I've had. I'm going. I really don't think. But in this in this same conversation. Lydia actually says, I don't know if I like you, Melanie. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's really warming to her. No, but then the next thing that. she says is, thank you for the tea. And the way she says it, and the way he look, she looks at her, you know that it, she is, what she said is different to what she, how she's yeah. feeling. Yeah, doesn't say anything about poor Dan with no eyes, though, does she? <laughs> That's where the concern should have been. Uh, let's talk... Uh, uh, some yeah. conversations with other filmmakers who regard The Birds as one of the greatest movies of all time. Eli Roth uh, of Hostel and Cabin Fever fame, he said, uh, Hitchcock always said this was a film about complacency, about how people got bored and were lulled into their ordinary lives and The Birds represent the randomness of tragedy that can come out of nowhere and it's never explained why the birds start attacking. I like that. Good, good. I like that from Eli Roth. Uh, John Carpenter... Uh, says the birds are simply a symbol of the tensions that are going on between characters. There's all this unspoken tension going on because of Lydia, the mother, judging these women, and the tensions begin to grow between the characters, and the birds are a complete expression of the inner lives of these characters. Okay. Yep, John Carpenter's. Uh, Ron Underwood, the director of Tremors. Oh, yeah. I always like that about the birds. There was no explanation. The birds just have had it, I guess, with humanity <laughs> at some point. They were going to let us have it. And we did the same thing with tremors. It's never explained why these animals come out while they start attacking. It's kind of fun to have no reason for it. There you go. Tick, tick. Good work, Ron Underwood. He made tremors. Yeah. Great He's movie. right. I can't believe he still haven't done it. They're all right. Uh, right then, back to uh, Lydia and Mel. Uh, Lydia asks Mel to pick up Kathy um, from school because she wants her to die. Because <laughs> she knows the birds are really killing people. Go out in the open. Yeah. I've, I've really warm. Thanks for the tea. Go get Kathy. <laughs> uh, so we go off to school. 
Uh, the most famous scene in the movie, probably mm. the climbing frame scene. I think it's because we've all kind of seen it in real life. You know, you look, you look, and you look away, and you look back, and you're like, "Oh shit!" That's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kids uh, get attacked by the crows. Uh, this is Roger Corman's favourite scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. This feels like a Corman. Uh, what do you think of the scene? You enjoying this? I love it. I love I really seeing like those it, kids getting fucked up. It's really. Uh, it's good to go there, definitely. Yeah. But I just am still puzzled when uh, Melanie's like, Annie, we, the, the kids, like, we've got to get them out of here. And it's like, no, you need to keep them inside no, here. No, because they'll come through the windows. They've got to go around. But they're two women. They need to go find some men. <laughs> That's what yeah. it feels like. Because they're like, and then Annie's like, okay, children, we're going to show Miss Daniels how we do a quiet fire drill. And then they're like, ah! <laughs> straight away because <laughs> they're children yeah um, it's not and also birds have eyes it's, it's like one of the, it's not like if you're really quiet it's not like the other the other T-Rex keep still the bird's vision's based on sound I, I like Wait, that doesn't work hunt good what I like as well learning this time that, that obviously they were filming children running in the real location and then they superimposed children running on treadmills and apparently yeah. the children kept falling off the treadmills and getting hurt Oh! and I just love the fact Hitchcock oh. does not give a fuck that's awful um, Veronica Cartwright <laughs> who plays like, Kathy like Ronnie Corbett on the, uh, <laughs> the, the show me the yeah. way to Amarillo um, yeah Veronica Cartwright said we were going down like bowling pins oh dear <laughs> oh, no. he's going, get up <laughs> uh, right let's do uh, 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 now the film is really getting good in my opinion uh Maybe because of the slow build-up. Maybe not. But we get to Joe Dante's favourite scene in the movie, yeah. which is the diner scene. Uh, he says one of the great scenes of the movie for me is the scene in the diner with all the different people all basically blaming Tippy Hedron for what's happening and the community fighting against each other while trying to fight a common enemy is not an uncommon theme. And blame, yeah, burn the witch thing. Like, yeah. I know that comes up later, but uh, yeah, you're a newcomer, you're an outsider. It just These are some of the best characters as well. The old bird watcher who weirdly reminds me of my grand because... Mrs I, Bundy? She's, she's Fantastic! My, my, my grand would never, because she, she was the one who took me to the Farn Islands. She right. was the one who got me interested in birds. Big yeah. bird watcher. Yeah. And she would not have it. If someone went to her, these birds are attacking people, she would have gone, that's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Shut up. Even if she was wrong. Right. I mean, um, in this, yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah, my grandma's never wrong. <laughs> So uh, the rest of the film I haven't written anymore. That's it. The film ends here for me. I turned it off because I was like, I can't. This woman who reminds me of my grand can't be wrong. Uh, so yeah, she's basically saying, I hardly think a few birds are going to bring about the end of the world. Uh, five billion birds in the USA, hundred billion worldwide. Then you got the end of the world, dude, at the end of the bar, reading from the misquote in the Bible. Uh, Mel thinks the crows were trying to kill the children. Uh, someone says, if birds work together, we won't stand a chance. This is good. I'm feeling like this is getting quite apocalyptic now. Yeah. And you're starting to get the feeling that this is happening everywhere. And like, this, oh, it's good. And then... 
we get. Oh, sorry, the lady with the kids wants the guy to go, but he hasn't finished his drink. This made me livid. <laughs> like, it's like, lady, she's like, which way's the freeway? It's like, it'll be really, there's two roads in this town, so don't wait for him. If you want to save your kids, I understand, it's, I was putting a lot on it. It's like, it's the times where you're like, a man will know where the freeway is, and you can see the look on her face. She's like, why don't I know? And it's like, because you're a lady and you're not allowed to know, but take a guess. There's a road in and a road out, and there'll be a big major road next to that. You've probably been on it once as well. <laughs> So it's not like the men move it when you're, you're not around. God, they would though, wouldn't they? They're sneaky fuckers. <laughs> Which way is it today? I know you men know. Do I go left or right? Where have you put it? Yeah, she's a proper... Would someone think of the children? She's great. And then we get what I've called the bird war. Uh, the petrol station attack. The birds know to attack the petrol station yeah. to start the fuel flowing. But the women being useless is, is just too much here where even Tippy Hedron is going to become a bit more useful, presumably because Alfred Hitchcock wants to see her suffer. But they're behind a bit of glass and they're just like, oh, God, look at all that petrol. And then finally they're like, oh, no, mm. petrol! No, a man comes and goes, <laughs> I better warn the other man. <laughs> That's, That's what happens. Oh, my God, so it's just a conspiracy. Just a going, we must do what? something. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's not even that. They start flapping. They start going, have we, uh, oh God. Yeah, I don't, they can't get their words it's out. Gone. No, so action men come <laughs> and go, mate, but it's too late. It's too late the for you. The women have blood on their hands. That's true. They blew that fault. man up. Yeah. It's totally true. Yeah, that, they're never going to find the freeway now. <laughs> All the men are gone. <laughs> uh, I love that shot from above of the town mm. on fire and the gulls proudly looking down at all their hard work. <laughs> Yeah. Gloating. Yeah. It's great. They call that a bird's eye view, but you can tell that was cutting edge for the time, can't you? That yeah. must have been quite an exciting shot to see. How you can tell you, it's cutting edge because of how long they hold on yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> revel in this. Yeah, that's Look true. what we've done. Yeah, it's good. What were you going to say? I was no, just wondering how they did it, but don't is it boring? Okay. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you'd be really proud of me for not just like I was cut and pasting loads of 20 technical minutes on nonsense CG. I, that hadn't occurred to me, but I am proud that you didn't do it. It uses the yes. word plate uh, a lot, <laughs> so I don't know what that means uh, out of context. <laughs> Mel hides in a phone box, which is the glassiest thing that you can hide in. <laughs> She's an idiot. <laughs> That's allegedly a, like, a callback to Mitch putting the bird into its gilded cage and yes. saying, Melanie, oh. get back in your gilded cage. Right. Uh, and that was all Hitchcock. That wasn't in the script. He just came up with the whole phone booth thing on the fly. Thought that would be a good scene. It's good. It is. It is. It's what he's good at. It's a very good scene. Uh, so uh, I'm not. Uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? You've left the diner. Back to the diner. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Mel apparently just went outside to get in a phone box and then go back to the diner. But it is a good scene. Uh, so the hysterical mother. Who are you? What are you? I think you're the cause of all of this. Another, I think you're evil. It's another theme, though, isn't it? It's the city coming to the countryside and bringing this with them. Is there, has anyone analysed uh, if Tippy um, Mel, rather, is the cause of this? If there's something about... Because I think... Is that not in the alternate ending that you're going to talk about? No. I read somewhere, but help me out, that there was a version where once they leave at mm. the end, the birds still attack. And so, because nothing happens Sorry. when Tippy Hedron leaves, yes. it's like, oh, it's, she's taking it with her. Yes. Uh, Therefore, so it was her fault. I don't mind doing this bit at the ending now. Yes. Yeah, so at the end, end they when the car, because it ends on the shot of the car pulling away from the farm or yeah. whatever it is. And, um, and then you see 
they drive through the town and there's carnage everywhere and it shows that the birds have carried on attacking the townsfolk even though Tippy was at the farm. Yes. Mel, rather. So we maintain the ambiguity by not having that. Yes. Yes. Nice. Perfect. Um, the hysterical mother here, uh, Mrs. Carmody vibes from The Mist. Yes. Isn't it? I mean, I feel oh, like that, yeah. having not seen them close to each other, that's a direct homage that they're making there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, the attack ends. Mitch and Mel go uh, to Annie's. Annie's dead. Very so sad. Dead. Yeah. Very, very sad. She's yeah. a very likeable character. Uh, uh, Mitch is going to chuck a rock at the birds. <laughs> Probably would Idiot. have. He probably no. <laughs> bloke. He, lads, lads, lads. Are you joking? I think the birds might have realised yeah. that they were fallible this in that guy. moment. Uh, if, this guy if, if stupid Mel hadn't gone, don't do that. The birds would have gone. Oh wait, they they have rocks, <laughs> Mister Big Dick Energy. They, are, they have rocks. Call it off, boys. Come on. I think uh, Veronica Cartwright's really good here as hysterical Kathy. Yeah, I think she does a really good job. Did you know? I'd forgotten she was in this. Who, wait, who's, wait, little Kathy? Yeah, Alien. It's Veronica Cartwright from Alien. No! Yes. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Well done, that's yeah. great. Okay, yeah. She is very good. Uh, she's very good. Uh, uh, I like the fact that they take Annie inside rather than leave her on the ground outside. I yes. do think that's nice. Yeah, they love her. Lydia screams at Mitch, if only your father was here, because we're back at the house, Mitch has boarded it up. It's it's like it's a home invasion movie now. Mm. Mm. It's very Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Uh, uh, Kathy is uh, sick from fear, I think. Uh, they're pecking through the door. Uh, Mitch fights seagulls. <laughs> and then weirdly is very, very insistent that everyone sit down. It's, it's, this is the worst moment for the women being helpless, that he literally goes around the room and puts each woman in a chair because they just can't do anything. They're just standing there flapping like fucking birds. He does. It's he, really offensive. It's, it's really bad, isn't it? Especially when they've all been established as quite strong women actually yeah um, there's not a weak woman among them and it's yet just here ta- yeah, him taking charge of the situation is like I've got two things to deal with fucking birds yes. and you <laughs> I've got to cover all the windows and put you all in chairs <laughs> if only I had a man here just I one know. man dad where are you if when I, I need you I had a brother God. instead of what is it again Kathy <laughs> But, you know, another underlying theme of this does feel like this sense of mourning and loss and depression around these people over these what they've experienced, whether it's the mum running away or the, or the dad or the husband dying. And I don't know, is this their trauma returning? You know, are, are, are the birds representative of this trauma that's, that's over them all? And then at the end, maybe they're all coming out the other side of it. And so the birds stop. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's quite a modern way of looking at it, but it's there. Mm. Uh, just like uh, the aliens do in Aliens, birds cut the power. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Uh, Mel hears flapping. D- definitely birds, but why not go and investigate? This is the thing. This, I, this is the only scene I remembered from my first viewing. Mm. And it feels now... that I, I, knew he was, I knew that Alfred Hitchcock was obsessed with her and wrecked her life and all the rest of it, or tried to. And it just feels like... I've not quite had my moment with you, lady, and so please go to the loft because you wouldn't, you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't, you just, you just barricade it. It's like there might be birds behind there, yep. but he just wants to see that, and that's what it's there for. It's fine, but yeah, I, uh, Tippy Hedron said, "Why would my character open that door?" Yeah, she's got a good point, and and our screenwriter said that it, he'd written this scene in the script, not realizing it doesn't work. 
Hitchcock said to him, this doesn't work. Here's some ideas of how we can get her up to the stairs and open that door that makes sense logically. And I think she was going to try a bunch of doors. There was something going on. So he wrote that in the script. And then he said on the day, Hitchcock didn't shoot any of that and went back and shot the original mistake that I'd made as a screenwriter. So he doesn't understand why that happened. Mm. But it is the one time where you're sort of shouting at the telly. Yeah. What? Are you, what? No. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's illogical. <sighs> she gets her ass kicked. <laughs> That's for sure. She does. And obviously this is the famous incident where she she said she got hurt, that that she was told that there would be no real birds in this scene. She got there and the bird trainers were wearing leather gauntlets up to their arms. Yeah, and she had what, had a blouse on. (laughs) Uh, And And she's got to get a bucket of rocks. (laughs) So they they hurled them at her for five days. They tied the live birds to her. Jesus Christ. Uh, And then one nearly scratched her eye out and she was exhausted. She was crying and she... as she says, she ended up in under doctor's care for a week. That's how he likes them. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not convinced that uh, Lydia uh, really has uh, decided she likes Melanie at this point because uh, that, oh, poor thing. Yeah, and then he's she's like, we need like, to get her to a hospital. She's like, but I can't, I'm too scared. Yeah, yeah. And then Mitch says, can you go get some bandages? And Lydia goes, I'll try. I suppose. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do we have bandages? Yeah. Can you get them? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what's in it for me. Bodega Bay is the centre of all the attacks uh, we're hearing on the radio now. Um, no one has any idea why. They, will get, uh, they say it, they come in waves with long periods in between. That's the tide. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. uh, and then we're, we're pretty much out. We're creeping, creeping to the car. Yeah, like that. Stupid Kathy. Can I bring my love birds? Like, no, you can't. They Did have you not mad. just see that's what happened? Well, actually, it's too mad. They in a didn't row. do anything wrong. They're birds, Kathy. There must be a reason for that. There must, like, there must be. That must be symbolic of something. Because why would you do that? Why would you write that in the script? Why would Kathy otherwise it was say all that? for naught? Otherwise it was oh, all for yeah, naught. The whole, is. the whole yeah. journey. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, but equally, could you not have had a moment where? No, I might say it for my change. No, Mitch goes, shut up. Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't bring more birds. <laughs> Look around you. <laughs> Look at them all. I mean, they are literally They might everywhere. be why the other birds are coming. <laughs> right. To rescue these birds. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Shall we test that theory? <laughs> no. Or, alternatively. Yeah. If they've got if they've got birds in the car, birds won't attack. Oh. They won't attack their own. That's very smart. Although I, I would be saying to set them free. This yeah, should, see what happens. See what happens. Maybe yeah. all the other birds will then leave. Or the lovebirds will lead the final assault. <laughs> no, the, no, maybe the lovebirds are the two best-looking birds. Right, yeah. And so all these other birds want these lovebirds yeah. free. Yeah, yes. Well, I don't know, those lovebirds, the way they were leaning on those curves, they seemed to be enjoying that I, car journey. They seemed, I think they set this whole no, thing in motion. They seemed aloof to me. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's the final prank she's pulled on Mitch. She's got, not too aloof. Classic. She's picked the most aloof lovebirds. Classic Melanie Beadle. <laughs> uh, and then that's the end. They drive off that famous shot of all the birds on the branches. But Lydia's looking after Melanie now and she's accepting her with love. Mm. Mm. As an age-appropriate daughter. We've yeah. Had, yeah, we've had a very, very quick switcheroo, but it's there. It's Well, it's, it's a sort of one-in, one-out policy. I mean, <laughs> Annie's dead now, so there's room for Melanie. Um, no, no, the end, famously. Hitchcock put the end on all of his films, but he didn't put the end on this one because he wanted you to think, it's not over yet. Oh, that's interesting. So the film's over now, uh, but uh, in Evan Hunter's original ending, 
that he had, uh, the 10 pages that Hitchcock got rid of. Uh, as I said before, they drive through the town. A school bus would be overturned, a farmer lying dead, his shotgun next to him, a burning police car. Basically, it was a war zone. They actually filmed some of this. Um, the prop guys bought hundreds of dead chickens and strewn them everywhere. They were wow. strewn everywhere. They, they put tomato ketchup on tissues and threw them against the building. So it was a bloody mess. Uh, the car carries on through the town, comes to a bird roadblock. <laughs> Let me explain. The birds no, I got have it. set up a barrier <laughs> across the road. And they're off dragged <laughs> over like a plastic barrier. I love that. No, there's just hundreds a of birds of on the ground yeah. and the car creeps throw, slowly through them. And then as they get through, they're accelerating back down the same winding road that we saw Melanie coming up at the start. And as the car starts to accelerate, the birds take flight yeah. and chase the car. And because it was set up as a convertible, as they're driving along, all these beaks start to scratch through the material roof. And then it's in tatters, it's in shreds, and it flies off. And the birds are about to launch one final assault. They're all above the car. They're about to go down. And they hit the freeway and get up to speed. And the birds can't catch them. And they oh. turn back away and so that's <clears throat> them driving off Evan Hunter said he thought it would have taken Hitchcock about a month to film that and Hitchcock mm. didn't want to do it so yeah. he just went it's, I'm going with them just driving off driving away from the farm but there was another ending which I wish I'd seen which didn't make the shooting script but Evan Hunter's original ending was they get back to San Francisco mm. and they drive up and as they arrive they see the Golden Gate Bridge and it is entirely Covered with ha, birds. That's awesome. I feel like they could have done that one. That, yeah. To me, because that's, that's like a matte painting, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's a plate. All, it's a plate. It's a plate. It's, it's a, a plate. plate. That's where the plate <laughs> comes in. A new plates came in. Um, I think that is uh, that is such an in my head. That's such an iconic image. It's kind. It's like the mm. Statue of Liberty at the end of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's like that would. I'd have. You'd. I think I'd think a lot more of the film if it had done that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as I said. Uh, the Birds 2, Land's End, uh, directed uh, by... Oh, I forgot to write his name down, but he directed Halloween 2. Uh, Ron... Oh. Yeah, but didn't he take his name off it? Well, that's the thing, yes. I was going to... So maybe it's best that I've not written his name down. He did Halloween 2 and 2002's Halloween Resurrection, among other movies. Uh, he cho took his name off it. It's an Alan it Smithy movie. Is it Shusets? No, no that's, shut up. That's Aliens. Uh, Alien. Um, so, uh, yeah, Alan Smithy film. Uh, it, Tippi Hedren is in it. Oh, really? Uh, in a not as Mel though, just no. in another role. And she, she did an interview in two thousand and two, uh, mm. where she described the film as a horrible experience. Yes. Regrets yeah. it. Um, uh, a planned remake uh, with Naomi Watts, directed by Martin Campbell, Casino Royale's Martin Campbell, uh, was uh, announced in two thousand and seven, and then quickly disannounced. Uh, so it never happened. Okay. And that's all I got. Yeah, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. I'm surprised you don't know this. I did pitch this a while ago, doing it with the birds, because Birdemic, Shock and Terror is one of the worst films ever made. Mm -hmm. It's become... It's like The Room, except I think, unlike The Room, I think he was trying to make a slightly shit film. Right. But um, mm, worth a watch. Worth a watch. Probably better than... Like what? Like Sharknado? <sighs> no. No, not not out and out comedy. Right, just cast really bad actors, not people acting badly on purpose. <laughs> uh, but Demic Shock and Terror. I mean, there's three of them. They, he made a trilogy. <laughs> well, uh, I went. Well, no, I went to. I went to the premiere in London of Birdemic Shock and Terror, and I was given a free, a signed um, coat, uh, coat hanger. 
a metal coat hanger with okay. some paper in it and it was signed by the director. Okay, and yeah. the carving is in the film? Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, right, thank God, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I, I was going to get to that. Okay. Sorry. Let's move on. Uh, well, I, I've, I've moved on. Um, Finn. Uh, so, uh, let's do the bits. Uh, what is your best scene, Chris? I think when the birds managed to blow up a gas station. <laughs> Forgot it was coming. It is really good. How do they do it? I don't know. What do they know? All yeah. it's missing is one man to be like, fuck this, and then get the jet and then light it and like try and torch the sky, but then the birds like go like attack him and then he burns himself in the face. This is really interesting because like in the uh, in the original Daphne de Maurier um story, the Air Force uh try and take down the birds and they, they send their planes into the sky to shoot down the birds and the birds just throw themselves into the propellers of the cool. plane and bring the planes down that's great yeah because it's good a bit of fighting back yeah. and they like that you can hear like at night the farmer can hear the guns of battleships going off as he, they try and blow the birds out of the sky it's really good uh, right then um, I'll just jump in here because that's my best scene uh, the birds blowing up a petrol st- <laughs> I mean it, it's that whole I called it the bird war because I almost want to put the diner scene with it but I'd take the petrol station if I had to pick one and that shot from above. Saturday Night Live did a whole 10-minute sketch based on the That doesn't surprise me and I bet seven minutes of it was unnecessary. (laughs) Kate Kate McGinnon made a very good tippy hedron. (laughs) I bet she did. Mm. Yeah, but again, they've got three minutes worth of great stuff and they've got to fill ten minutes. (laughs) This is like my Rotten Tomatoes. Are you coming for SNL? You're like, fuck it! Everyone says it's good, it's not! I just, I I just, look, when I was watching it, you can have your... It was Pete, I just, it was Jimmy Fallon corpsing all the time. It was like, if a sketch wasn't working, he'd just go, like, and try and hold straight face and you're like this isn't funny you're trying to make it funny by saying it's funny by losing your shit stop doing still, that still great chat show host right. how about you vicky so i really like the birds on the climbing frame that's yep. amazing but I, th- I think the attic scene even though it's quite hard to watch it's the one thing i remember it, it's unnecessary in a weird way but it is very good mm. so yeah very real because someone was chucking tying birds to her <laughs> i can't believe that i'm gonna tie a moth to you one day <laughs> i will die on the spot a nylon string yeah <laughs> gonna get a moth and just tie it to you i'll just die you just keep running away from you it want. you won't realize it's tied to you because i'm fishing wire and it'll just be following you a butterfly so i'm all right but i'm not i'm not sorry i'm not right i'm better a butterfly landed on my chest the other day and i thought i'd stopped breathing i actually stopped breathing i was like you need to keep breathing or you're going to die yeah. and then i did and it was fine but that's how bad it was Jeez. I know. What's your MVW? Uh, Most valuable whatever. Tippy Hedron. Okay. Yeah, of course. Because I like this slow burn that you, as you get to know it, she is irritating and she is capricious and she's a bit like, who me? I couldn't possibly kind of thing. And then you warm to her. Like, I just, you do, well, basically, you do not want her to be eaten by birds. (laughs) And that's quite a marvel, isn't it? Also, Mrs. Bundy, gone to get her fags, shouting at everyone about birds. Love that. That energy is fantastic. Uh, Well, I'll jump in here because mine's Tippy Hedron as well. I just think she's like, you know, such a magnetic screen presence. I, I, I think, you know, you can't take your eyes off her when she's on screen. Chris? Oh, I'm torn now. I thought one of you would say Alfred Hitchcock. Right. Um, does he deserve it? Probably. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'll say Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Serial Ooh. abuser Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you could certainly get a great performance <laughs> out of a blonde actress. Yeah. Alleged. Alleged serial <laughs> abuser. Alleged. Uh, he's dead. Okay, we can say it there. Yeah. Um, That's not the hill you're going to die on, is it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yours is rotten tomatoes. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but also, uh, I was going to say uh, Ray Berwick. As who uh, is. <laughs> he was. silence then. He was. I'm, you were supposed to be the host. That's not my responsibility. Uh, the head bird wrangler. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, they caught loads of seagulls at the San Francisco garbage dump, didn't they, for this? Yeah. I don't know. Evan Hunter just said he did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, all right, what would you change, Chris? Um, well, obviously, um, she needs a reason to open that door. And this wasn't what uh, Kitshot came up with. But, I mean, have Kathy somehow trapped or something, and she's going to rescue Kathy. And then it, it, the whole thing makes sense. So uh, that that needs to be figured out, and I'm 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 upset that they hobbled. Yeah, her lovebirds could have been in that room. Exactly. Oh, perfect. And and I I am upset that they hobble Melanie at the end, so she's catatonic. Yes. I, I feel like you know I I don't like the fact that Mitch is the big strong hero in this film when it's really about these women. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, why aren't the birds shitting on people? True. We, we not that, once. <laughs> You're so I mean, right. Yeah. There needs to be a whole Especially sequence. The kids' birthday party. That's prime bird shit uh, a prime bird shit situation situation a situation it's a situation yeah. yeah so there you go that's mine great B uh, either make Lydia just, she's just a witch she's actually a witch and she's summoned the birds because that always happens when a son brings a girl home good or and we have talked about it I love a bit it. of witch no, no such thing as witches no there are no such things as witches people have used that to abuse and hurt women and men through the centuries and men sorry and men that's my new outlook and oh, men are we, do, are we doing a body Not swap me. episode <laughs> I love these episodes <laughs> like vice versa and they also hurt men so uh, no but we have talked about this so sorry to repeat myself but I do feel really strongly about the casting I don't want to lose Jessica Tandy I think she's amazing but she's meant to be an elderly mother to Mitch or at least his mum and I can't stop looking at her. She them. is 17 years older than him. It's just not She's, enough. She could be but his mum. But he's mom. quite craggy face. Like He's had a hard life. Don't know what she's been doing but she looks fantastic. But you, they don't walk into a shot and you're like there is a mother and her son. You know what it is? It's a time thing as well. I mean I know we're all saying we're joking, but, but men looked older in the 50s that's and true. 60s didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They just did. Yeah I mean she could have had him when she was 17 and I know that's a thing but it's just... And, she, just... and that's because she could still have the other girl as well. Yeah. Like she could be mother to both of them, I and so, so. Yeah. I think it adds an interesting wrinkle to the whole thing. That's that what I said. This, you don't it, these see weird this. dynamics. You yeah. don't see this family unit on screen very often. It's so true. that alone, you're always like, change it up, yeah, Do something different. <laughs> <laughs> I am like that. You're the big <laughs> arms, just change it up. <laughs> uh, all right, so my change. Uh, I, I do think uh, I mentioned it already. Evan Hunter's Golden Gate Bridge ending would have been absolutely fantastic, but my change is i think we need to have met dan uh the first victim uh ahead of lydia discovering his corpse i don't i'm not saying we needed to see the attack but i want to know that dan is a a nice guy and i want to feel something when you see his eyeless corpse there so as well as it being quite a graphic moment it's got an emotional beat to it because you're like oh i saw him earlier it would also explain why lydia's going to see dan and i think maybe if you saw lydia and dan together early like dan had been round and maybe there was a little maybe he could have been the new frank is, even. Dan, is yeah. dan not feeding the chickens i've no idea to be honest no frank no oh i don't i, I got no fred fred's the chicken feed make guy. fred dan yes sure because 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 dan is a farmer right there you go yeah fred and dan same person. There you, and he could just collapse pop. the carry 
Dan. And he could, he could pop his head in. Yeah. Just sh- and then Job done. Lydia can be I'm like, Dan. Hi, guys. I'm Dan. <laughs> You'll meet me later. I'm going to keep my eye on you. <laughs> Not for long. Because <laughs> he, gets, he gets his eyes. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there should be some more Dan in this. Uh, or make it the shopkeeper. Make it the shopkeeper who gets his eyes picked out. Just like we need to have met the first victim before. E- even for yeah, five minutes. That's a fair point. Uh, right, next week. Uh, no, we have a quiz. What? Oh, man. Surprise quiz. Oh, dude. Okay. Surprise quiz. Oh, no, why are you grinning? It's going to be fun. No, it's a really silly one. I promise you this week. You're uh, just going to be shouting out I stuff. I sort of like left the quiz. I thought it died as Bird slow. names. I'm going to give you... <laughs> describe fictional characters and their name has a bird in it. So, like, if I said... Robin Kevin- Hood. Yeah, that was the example. <laughs> that was the real quiz. I was going to say, if I say Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe both played this historical, maybe fictional Ro- character. It's Russell Crowe. It's Robin Hood. Robin, right, you're, just give it to him. <laughs> that was a test question. Do you want me to give it to him? That was the real quiz. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, okay. Go. Okay, yeah. you got it? Yeah. And just shout out, whoever's and first. So, so the thing we're shouting out is the fictional character that these people yes, play. Yes, the name. Yeah, if he it's says just, Russell Crowe... Because Crowe is a bird, I got yeah, confused. It's not that. <laughs> Uh, uh, All right. Okay. And I'm going to describe the character. So. Okay. Seattle psychiatrist. Uh, Fraser Crane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Correct. You got it now? Yeah. I've got it, yeah. I don't stand I'm going to look at you. I'm going to look at you. No, deep dawn. It's me. I don't like it. <laughs> Makes fish fingers. Captain Bird's eye. Correct. <laughs> a, a bird isn't a type of bird. <laughs> uh, it is. It is literally a bird. I said, it, I said it's got a bird in their name. Yeah, you did. That's it literally got a bird in his name. Um, who is Clint Barton better known as? Hawkeye! No! <laughs> is the next one Falcon? Can I just have that? Yes, it <laughs> is! <laughs> who is Sam Wilson better known as? Um, from Norwich. Alan Partridge! Correct! Oh my god! <laughs> All right, you need this for the draw. Okay. You need this for the draw. And this is this is the toughest one. Oh. Okay. Prevented the killing of a mockingbird. Uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Stop talking! Stop! Oh, it's called Atticus Finch! Yeah! <laughs> And guess what? I have a tiebreaker. And it's and it's slightly bird related. Just slightly. But it made me laugh. Uh, who plays Atticus Finch? Uh, uh, Ray Spall! Matthew Modine! In the movie! Uh, fucking Jimmy Stewart! No, the other one with the voice! Oh for God's sake! Robert Titchum. No, no! His last name is slightly bird related. Uh, Why can't I remember? Uh Oh my god, he's really famous! Uh, duck! Gregory Peck! Yeah! I mean, I only did that whole quiz to get to Gregory Peck. <laughs> oh my god, uh, what? <laughs> okay, Vicky won. Fine. I Shut guess up. I guess the quiz is back. Yeah. Yeah. That went particularly well. Oh my god. Right then, next week! <laughs> mm, Chris's choices. Chris, what's the clue? Okay. You know, I like an unusual clue sometimes. Oh, you do like an unusual clue. Out of the box. So, so um, this is the clue for next week's Clash yes, Perry. Yes, But you might need to come to Twitter for help. Um, both these films came out a month apart in 1992. Okay. So, in America. Thought we were doing, right. I thought we were doing the quiz still. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to... And I know... <laughs> just shout Tell the movies everyone. out. Yeah. And that's a bit unusual but for us. But yeah, in America, obviously, they both came out a month apart in America. 
And they both came out two months apart in the UK. Excellent. Additional clue. In, in, <laughs> in, in 1993. Oh, right. Yeah, what it was like back then. Yeah, that's what it was like. All right, that's your clue. If you need more help, hit us up on Twitter, at ClassPod, where there will be a further clue. Uh, right, we're back on Thursday, then, talking the happening and seeing which film will be victorious. In the meantime, do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods, and check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at ClashPod. Till Thursday, have a great week. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.